Hello and welcome to DJ Kick It, the first episode of DJ Kick It, uh, under the umbrella, hello and welcome to. This is a podcast where we choose an album and go track by track, creating fantasy covers for each song. Throughout the podcast, we will also play original music by bands who have submitted their music. Thank you to all the bands who have. You can submit music by emailing mp3s to hello and, and is spelled out, welcome to, it's the number two, at gmail.com. Uh, today, I have two very special guests with me, uh, Mike and Jackson. Hello, guys. How are we doing, David? Hey. Very well. Uh, yeah. Uh, very excited to have you on the first episode of this one. Um, today, we are focusing on the album At San Quentin by Johnny Cash, the 2000 reissue. Uh, Jackson chose this one. I was asking you guys before we recorded uh, if you were familiar with this. Uh, well, obviously, Jackson's familiar. I've listened to it to death, yeah. Yeah, um, and Mike, you said you're pretty familiar with most of the songs. Yeah, definitely a big fan of Johnny Cash and familiar with most of the songs. So yeah, so uh, we're gonna. There's 18 songs for this one, so we're gonna go track by track. We're going to um, if there is a cover that you know of, we can talk about that one. We can also uh, come up with just bands that we think would do good covers, uh, and then. Um, after interspersed, we'll decide, you know, whenever we feel like there's a good break, we will um, listen to some original music by people who've submitted their music. I haven't listened to a single song because, uh, um, I, like, I know the names of the bands and I've, li- I've read some of the descriptions that they've given me. Uh, I told people it could be any genre as long as it was their original music. Um, but I wanted to wait to listen because I want to have the same mm-hmm. response that you guys have uh, listening with fresh ears. Um, so let's start with um, some of these songs I'm more familiar with than others. Uh, the first song on uh, the 2000 reissue is Big River. Uh, Jackson, can you tell us about that song? Yeah, I mean, that was an original Johnny Cash one. Um, let's see. So it's riverboat type song okay uh, I know the highwayman recorded it oh seriously so, yeah because that was Johnny Cash Waylon Jennings mm-hmm. uh, Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson so they've got, already got a cover their version of the traveling Wilburys yeah yeah <laughs> uh, who, who do you who would you like more the traveling Wilburys if you had to choose of those two super between highwayman or yeah. traveling Wilburys I, yeah. I kind of would do the Wilburys just to see what it sounded like I would do traveling Wilburys uh, so, Big River, um, so what would you say the song's generally about? Uh, so it's, let's see, I guess he's like a, a, a gambler kind of traveling along. And it sounds he, like the highwayman. Yeah, meets a girl, loses the girl, because she goes like somewhere further in New Orleans or something like that. Okay, uh, so who would you choose to do a cover of Big River? For Big River... So I had thought for a couple of these, uh, drive-by truckers would be fun. Oh yeah, drive-by yeah, truckers. Idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that one. Maybe we'll save Jason Isbell by himself for right. a later one. But. Now, does the cover, the band that would do the cover, does this have to be a current band? No. Or it could could be a, a performer or a band from the past. This is like, um, yeah. well, Jackson, you can disagree, but I'm thinking like, who would you want to have dinner with? Like, it could be Albert Einstein. You know, like it right, doesn't have right. to be someone who's alive anymore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, we could thread a few possibilities. Because the story, why I asked that, is the story from Big River, as Jackson explained it, uh, it also kind of reminds me of like a little bit of the theme within like House of the Rising Sun, 
And okay. so maybe Eric Burden, <laughs> somebody uh, yeah. you know, would be uh, mm -hmm. also someone that would do an interesting cover. You know, just oh, it, it could just slow it down, put it in a minor key with a Hammond organ. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. is that the yeah. one where Bob Dylan heard him play it and recorded it before he had a chance to record it? And it could be. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think that the story. Yeah. Bob Dylan did a dick move and recorded it for his <laughs> album before he was able to record it. Oh, his wow. own original song. Is it Bob Dylan, "Hassle the Rising Sun" somewhere? Yeah, Bob Dylan covered that song. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We're going to have to find he, that. Yeah. Even, there's a live cover that he did of Creep, which is really bad. Um, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I was just thinking of some people. Like I think that you would have to have a Willie Nelson cover at some point in this. And right. there would have oh, to be yeah. like a Jackson Brown cover sure, sure, at, some, yeah. at, some, at some point. Um, Anytime you can bring Jackson Brown into the fold, that's a good idea, right? For Big River, yeah. even though I, it, since you said it's New Orleans, um, I'm going to go, I don't know if you're familiar with this artist, but I'm going to say like R.L. Burnside, going to go like super blues. Mm. Um, oh, that'd be perfect. Like yeah. a, a blue, yeah, because it can, yeah. it doesn't like have to that, be the yeah. same genre. Right, right, sure. Um, sure, yeah. You know, um, Lil Wayne, maybe? No, I'm kidding. Um, so who did you say for Big River? Drive-By Truckers? Drive-By Truckers. Okay, let's look at, I still miss I like someone. That too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Johnny Cash and Roy Cash. Who's Roy Cash? That might have been his brother, I Makes think. Makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I'm I not did, did not realize his brother wrote music with him. If yeah. that's the case, maybe it's somebody different. Unrelated. Um, I don't know. Um, this is unrelated, but I feel like it was a wasted opportunity that Johnny Cash and Tom Petty never recorded a song together or an album together called Petty Cash. Right? <laughs> right. Like, how did that not happen? How did yeah. they not record an Yikes. album called Petty Cash? Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, maybe in a parallel universe. Or yeah. Um, so, can you tell us do you, what I still miss someone's about? This one, <laughs> I'm uh, trying to it's pretty think. straightforward. The meaning there. Or so, would you it, say it's a little deeper? <laughs> no, that's kind of it. Um, so, what's interesting about San Quentin is because you had the two prison albums. You had um, uh, Folsom Prison and then San Quentin. Right. And in Folsom, he sound he still sounded kind of nervous, um, like he wasn't quite used to being in you know with an audience full of like murderers and stuff. Right. right. So, sure, yeah. um, and that wasn't that also a bit at like the kind of the cusp of a resurgence in his career. Yeah. Too, that might have been a little bit of a. Another, and another element. I think so. I'm not positive about that. But. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, he was. Yeah. Got, well, he had a TV show though in yeah. the '60s. Right. Oh, but that yeah, was like yeah. early '60s. So maybe the he confidence. He yeah. gave Bob Dylan his guitar, um, as like an offering, saying like, "You're going to be the next me." Before I think Bob oh, Dylan wow. was on his. Don't quote me on this, but I think no, it he was, was when Bob Dylan was because they did a "Girl from the North Country," which is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good yeah. song. Yeah. That's a great yeah. one. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, that it probably wasn't the highest confidence level. Anyways, of yeah. his career I think at that, that, that time. You know, I think yeah. that was right around the time when he yeah. was looking to like who's gonna be the next me, right, and then right. he ended up having an amazing career right, after exa that exactly. with the America yeah. recording. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so, who would you have do a cover of? I still miss someone. Let's see who would be good for this. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it. Piano driven. 90s R and B would right. work for this. Maybe uh, maybe even someone like Nora Jones as well. Oh hell yeah! You know? Yeah, you're making yeah. me think of my prom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on student council. Turning this into a prom to, song. I got to choose uh, <laughs> the music, and yeah. there was a lot of Nora Jones. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sound good? I guess good. Alicia Keys. Mm -hmm. All right, let's look at um, "Wreck of the Old 97," what arranged by Cash Johnson and Blake. Now it says "arranged." Is this like a traditional song? Yes. Okay. So yeah, one of Johnny Cash's many many train songs. Okay. Train songs. Yeah, one time I made a uh, mixtape for a girlfriend, 
of Johnny Cash, and I didn't realize till later it was all train songs. Like I every single one. <laughs> Dylan has lots of train, train songs. <laughs> yeah, just um, the songs that I like. They happen to be train songs. Is there a plot? I don't quite remember this one. Yeah, well, they kind of run together. But this one, now I'm thinking of the um, um, Casey Jones one because that's about a guy mm. taking a train down a grade too fast and it blows up. I think yeah. this one's kind of similar. Okay, so thinking of other artists who who would do kind oh, of... Now I've got one for this. Tell me. So um, that other song is Casey Jones, which Johnny Cass also did because he's, mm. he wasn't going to leave a train song undone. But Snoop Dogg remixed it. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, and it's awesome. It's just this, you know, driving like beat, but then it's got Johnny Cash every now and then because the song, they're all to sort of a train, you know, uh, beat like the cadence of the the wheels sure. and they're pretty quick. Wow, yeah. So, so you just have Snoop Dogg do this one too? Yeah. Okay. What Just do you think? A whole album of Snoop Dogg covers of Johnny Cash train songs. Yeah. I like that idea because it's more, it's about like the entirety of the train theme more so than just a particular instance like the train, that the story of the train that happens to crash in one song or something like that. So if it's the whole train theme, Either I, way, I like that. Either yeah. way, there's going to be smoke. Yeah, Whether it's right, a smokestack yeah. or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. And, and also, that's very like you know metaphorical with the beats, you know, and the way you describe that from Snoop. So yeah, I I can see that. I love yeah. that. So so far yeah. we have Drive By Truckers, yeah. Alicia Keys, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, right. Uh, I think we all know I Walk the Line. Right, obviously the movie's yeah. named after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. What, so, what yeah. was the uh, the parody movie that was made? Um. Walk hard. Walk hard. Yeah, yeah. The Dewey Cox story. The, the Dewey that's Cox what, story, yes. That's what it yeah. was. I, I am a pretty big fan of that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny stuff actually. So who Mike, who would you have do I, I walk the line? Oh, well, I mean I guess first you could talk about the song that we're probably Yeah, tell know, me yeah. All, all familiar with and you Let's know, get I, the vibe down. I, I think it's you know, we we had a few a few minutes ago had just been referring a little bit to Johnny's ups and downs and a resurgence in his career kind of midway, and which Walk Hard that, does really well. Right, yeah. And <laughs> walk the line is obviously you know I think part and parcel of that, and then it's all about sort of um, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've, you've already you know jumped ahead of me, you know. But uh, but I was just gonna say, yeah, if the song is about kind of like you know recognizing you know what you need to do or the principles that you want to uphold in this sense in a, in a relationship or whatever it is then it's not going to be like yeah. selena gomez right it's exactly. got to be somebody who can gotta, carry somebody who has the experience of maybe faltering a bit and then recovering from that and, and deciding what they need to do so yeah i think eminem you know it would be a, a potentially a good candidate for miley for cyrus that. did a did a good bob dylan song i'm gonna miss you when you're gone right right I'm even thinking Miley Cyrus could do a version of I Walk the Line. Okay. Is it a little too early for her? Or do you think she's you ready think for that? think it's too early no, for her? I mean, I guess it's uh, all things relative. But Eminem's yeah. had, like, how many recovery albums? <laughs> yeah. He's already, he's <laughs> already done Eminem, this. though. That's, yeah. What do you think, Jack? He's already cornered this I'm, market. I'm trying to find it because there is, like, a gothic country dude. <laughs> I'm trying to remember his name because he's it's like a... a Garth Brooks? No. <laughs> have, have you heard the clown that he's does Johnny Cash hat. covers? There's a guy that dresses oh, like a clown. Uh, like a puddle, puddle, uh, Puddle's Pity Party? Something like puddle, that. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. There's a yeah. pity party. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I'm trying to find this... Ooh, Roscoe Holcomb. Have y'all ever heard that guy? Heard no. of him. I don't know anything no, about he's, him. No, he's like old-timey banjo stuff, but oh. it is it is good. Okay. It's kind of terrible. That's a candidate as well. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going. If we go further back, we could even do like Lead Belly or Hank Snow. Ooh, right? yeah. Um, like kind of a twangy. Yeah. 
Like Hank Williams. I, I got another notion though from someone whose musical sound is entirely different. But okay. again, if you're playing upon the theme of kind of getting getting uh, you know on the straight path or however you want to put it like in resur- life, coming back. resurgence. Yeah, maybe I don't know, like a Alice Cooper or something like that. Oh might, hell yeah, might be a, a, a candidate as well. Oh, that'd you be know? fun. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, get he that. was like this crazy hardcore rocker, and then now he's just like this kind of genteel old guy that plays golf, and but he's still cool. He's still Alice Cooper, you know. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's there's some connection there. Bear with me. Yeah. The Cure. Yeah. <laughs> I walked the line for the Cure. I like it. Yeah, I like it. yeah. It's kind great. of like like yeah. empty. I was almost thinking Depeche Mode. Yeah. Kind of like this empty like eighty. When you said goth, mm. I was thinking kind of like. You could go that way. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I mean, we just have a lot of great candidates for this one, I guess. Uh, who do you think wins yeah. out? I'm gonna find that guy's name in like. Not Miley. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say not Miley. Not Miley. Um, I don't know. Any of any of those would be good. Um, I think Eminem could totally kill it. Yeah, I think so too. Would he mm-hmm. be rapping? Yeah, that's. I guess that's the question: is what what would the format be like? How would that transfer over? Uh, he would he would return to "I Walk the Line" at the end yeah. of every verse. That's that's how it would go. It's four a.m. in the morning. Bodies laying all over the floor, and I walk the line. <laughs> uh, I think this is a good place to take a break and listen to some original music. Sound good? Sounds like a good plan. All right, let's do it. All right, so the first band that we're going to hear from is called Silu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's spelled, oh, I thought it was, I think it's actually spelled, it's pronounced Slu. It's S-L-L-E-W. Daryl W. sent me uh, these. I believe it's his band. Uh, So again, that's Slu, S-L-E-W. So we're going to go ahead and give a listen. Safe of the world where no one challenges you and you're scared shitless to do anything else. Don't, don't tell me about my world. Don't tell me about my world. I mean, you just want to have your little fling with like the guy from the other side of town. Then you're going to go off to Stanford. You're going to marry some rich prick who your parents will approve of and just sit around with the other trust fund babies and talk about how you went slumming too once. Jokes, but I hold my head. Started, we yeah. departed with a bottle. It's yeah. a party. She don't mind it. She be climbing on my. 
my dick like it's a mountain, baby, stop it. You too childish, be a pro if you around us. I be melting in the couches, hitting Molly with a goddess. Ain't fucked up, I'm bottom. Some bitches went in my pockets, but I can't even trip, cause I only lost a profit. Yo, get back, get back. Your man needs tic tacs. I broke the Kit Kat, then I wrote this track. If you think it's pointless, bitch, you don't know where I'm pointing. Trying to got the disappointed to a land of no appointments. They ain't super heady joining, so people think I'm annoying. They say my car annoying when I park my engine roaring. Neighbors tripping, cause it's hella women leaving in the morning. Not to brag, but she got bags. It's the coke, she be snorting. She get mad, then I laugh when I seen her get deported. Make a hope feel rigor mortis with my dog like Rick and Morty. Cause there ain't no. dug that yeah <clears throat> that was interesting obviously starting with the goodwill hunting reference you know uh, or, or the actual is that what it know, was yeah it was good yeah, yeah that was from goodwill hunting. it had like uh, that lo-fi hip-hop kind of chill hop vibe that yeah, it yeah i was gonna say it was it was an interesting mix the music was an interesting mix between that kind of that chill style you know chill step or chill hop or whatever yeah but the the, the lyrics and the kind of style of the lyrics was yeah. more like 
90s rap or something you know it, it was it was an interesting mix when know? it when it when yeah. it kind of kicked into the yeah. actual rap i was kind of surprised because i'm i listen to so much like chill hop mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. i'm not used to like a lot of like actual lyrics with that right. kind of right that was a very interesting balance mix of different types of sounds and styles and yeah beats. i dug it yeah. what do you think jackson no that was great <laughs> yeah that was awesome yeah. for our first song yeah um again i haven't listened to any of these um again that was slew S-L-E-W. Um, Daryl didn't give me any information on the band, um, so I, I don't have too much information to give. Um, I have four more songs by the band, so maybe in later episodes we might return to them. Uh, that was great. Yeah, um, So where did we leave off? Uh, the next one is track number five, Darlin' Companion. Now it says Sebastian. Yeah, John Sebastian? Not the Bell and Sebastian. No, not okay. a different one. Um, so, are you familiar with I'm not familiar with that tune. I'm not familiar no. with Darling yeah. Companion. It was a duet that he did with June. Oh, uh, okay. So we got now we have to think of a duet. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, okay, a duet. Let's see here. Um, yeah, Darling Companion. I was going to try to bring up the lyrics so we could kind of maybe look at the lyrics for this song. Um, What's that? Hey, what are you guys drinking in those tall purple glasses? What is that? Rot guts? Homebrew tea? <laughs> That's what he says like before the song starts. Oh, okay. Because he's making fun <laughs> of the, the prison hey, drink. Oh, hey, a little bit later. Okay, yeah. Um, Darling companion, come on and give me understanding and let me be your your champion. A hand to hold your pretty hand in. Darling companion, now you know you'll never be abandoned. Love will always light our land in. I can depend on you. Oh, a little saucy mare like you should have a steed. Oh, a little brightened down from you is what I need. Darling companion, now you know you'll never be abandoned. Love will always light our landing. Um, those are, that's pretty much it. Uh, Darling mm -hmm. companion, I tell the mountains and the canyons, long as I got legs to stand on, I'm going to stick by you. That's very in keeping with a lot of their duets. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, you're stuck yeah. with me. <laughs> I love you. I love you despite, you know, And, and their lives. That is also their lives. It sounds yeah. a bit like Sonny and Cher, perhaps, before their yeah. breakup, you know. Well, I, I, and I wasn't familiar with John Sebastian either, but, I mean, he makes a point to say, like, this is from that. It's very, very like, 60s, sure. you know, yeah. a couple that goes on tour. Right, right. Funky yeah. stuff. Exactly. I'm going to say White Stripes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Do tell. Do do elaborate. Uh, kind of that like rock sensibility with like kind of slowed down. You get Meg White's drums. You get them singing together. I don't know. I feel like no. That, yeah, I, I can see that. I'm just kind of thinking about how to describe that. I guess that's a more um, an, a, in musical term, musical style terms, an updated version of, oh, the, definitely. Uh, of the duo the the male female duet you know but i like that with you know the instrumentality and the rock element you know? sure yeah, absolutely um i keep going back to Alicia. was it was it who's the guy from green day billy bob billy, billy joe billy joe yeah, yeah. uh he did an album i think with alicia keys i think and they did like a bunch of like where they're kind of like crooning together mm, okay, i don't know yeah. who do you think would be a good duet um i mean i, I like that i like <laughs> i like alicia keys and who the guy from green day right yeah no i think better i think white stripes is spot on yeah um i don't know like Ockerville River? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot that we could point to maybe from back in that era, but I do like the White Stripes connection to the to the modern era. Yeah, we don't really that. have duets anymore. People right. don't really do. Well, I mean, we we have Rihanna, and we have like mm-hmm. in in rap and hip hop, we have a lot of um, collaborations that you could say are duets. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like everyone, and Beyonce like and Jay Z. Yeah. Well, yeah. Aren't they, aren't they recording together as the Carters or the are, Carter are they, family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 That's right. Which is different because the. The, there's the old Carter family. I think they'd be perfect so for we're this. going full yeah. circle here, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think Beyonce and Jay-Z, this kind of fits their yeah. relationship, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just get Jay-Z an auto harp and we're good. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's see what oh, else we and got. I, I remembered it was Father John Misty for I Walk the Line. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah Father John Misty. And I think oh, Father okay. John Misty would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's his... Doesn't he have another project? I'm not, I don't know. Does he do solo stuff? I feel like there's yeah. another. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Father John Misty. What's oh his like actual the, name? Yeah. Oh, uh, I have to Google it. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, next song we got here is "I Don't Know Where I'm Bound" by Terrence Cuddy, who was an inmate at San Quentin. Did he write the song? He wrote the song and got it to Johnny Cash, which had sheet music, and then Johnny Cash is like, "Well, I don't know how to read sheet music, so he just made up his own." thing to Whoa. it but the lyrics are from a San Quentin prison. so did Johnny Cash know about him before he got there or did he just hand it to him once he was there uh, he got it somehow or another I think that the, this was not the first time that he and June Carter and all them had been to San Quentin but it was the first time they recorded Wow. so I think they had like established a relationship and then he goes in and do you think that this the, there is a pun inbound like Ooh. I don't know where I'm going but also like mm-hmm. the idea of imprisonment or am I reading too much into that uh, it could be. Uh, yeah, it could be. I guess we'd have to probably look more into it to to, to make a firm uh, hypothesis. But I like the idea. Yeah, very possibly. I wonder if he gets royalties. I wonder if that's he was good, getting royalties while he was in Ooh, prison. I hope yeah. so. I hope Johnny Cash didn't <laughs> steal yeah. it from him and record it. That yeah. would be really cool yeah. to like. If if that's true, that would be yeah. really cool that like that he's giving them like a way to make money while they're yeah. in prison. Because the, thing- the album went platinum. I mean, it it didn't was no. Uh, no shrimp. It was no slouch, yeah. yeah. You know, one thing it makes me think of, this is not a, um, you know, a, a suggestion for a um, cover, but it does remind me a bit as well of what of people that I've come across uh, that are in housing shelters sure. and such that will absolutely amaze you with their artistic talent that no one would ever expect. You know, I mean, I've, I've met these guys that would do, like, these incredible drawings, like, you know, within... 20 minutes and things like that mm-hmm. that are you know they're really you know in, in, in a struggling in a major way in life which is you know yeah. similar you know to the experience you know you would, you would surmise in, in the prison so mm-hmm. I just I find that fascinating that we would often not expect that but you know there's a prison is probably you know often chock full of people like that who could create all, all, all types of great art if they're given the chance going off yeah. of what you're saying yeah. this connects to my brain but I'm going to go a slightly different direction sure child choir Right. Uh, there is a band called L. Michael's Affair mm-hmm. that did a cover, Shimmy Shimmy Ya, of um, what's the. Oh, of, the, the Wu Tang. Of Wu Tang. Yeah, which sure. is what you put on the funk CD. Yes. Yeah, that mm-hmm. thing's awesome. Yeah, so I'm thinking yeah. that choir of kids called L. Michael's Affair, I don't know this song. I don't know where I'm bound, but kind of like I'm thinking like almost like kind of like a spiritual, sure, sure, uh, ethereal yeah. kind of. Yeah, it works I like, like that. that. I mean, that's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Is that what it sounds yeah. like? Uh, do you have any other recommendations? Uh, I was gonna say Eric Church, who's a guy. He's, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, but I like your 
Yeah, I like your recommendation yeah. as well. You know, it's, it's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I like sense. Eric Church. Yeah, yeah. I think he would. Cool. I think he would do a good job with this. He's good at that sort of ethereal. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the lyrics up by chance? Um, I can get them right quick. Yeah, I'd like to kind of get a taste for. I don't. Are you familiar, Mike, with "I Don't Know Where I'm Bound"? Um, I've heard of the song. I'm, I'm not as familiar with it as some of the other ones on on this album. Yeah, there's some but, of these. Yeah. Um, I, when I, I was looking at the original track list, the original ten, I was much more familiar with those songs. Sure, sure. Um, Jackson, you you happen to? It, it's okay if you mm-hmm. don't. Oh, I got it. Okay. Um, it's weird they they say what uh, Johnny Cash was like talking, you know, his his yeah. banter before he gets started. All right, I don't know where I'm bound. I don't know where I'm bound. Whistles calling me away, leaving at the break of day, and I don't know where I'm bound. Can't stand locks, bars, or doors. Mean cops, insanity, and wars. Gotta find a place of peace. Till then, much traveling won't cease, but I don't know where I'm bound. Child choir all the way. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, and that's deep. I mean, that's a lot of that is so pertinent to our own times. You know, we talked before about like the drive-by truckers and who have all kinds of social consciousness embedded in their songs, and you know, the perilous night is one that's come out recently. That it kind of reminds me of that reflection on, uh, you know, again, social issues that are. You know, just as pertinent now. And it's funny that, like, earlier you were talking about, like, for some songs you have to have someone who, like, carries with them that weight. And But I like the irony of having a child choir singing about things beyond their grasp. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but like, that they, they can, on some level, that they can understand. Because uh, then there's, like, this idea of, like, stolen challenges. innocence. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, and, that's a good theme, too. The, yeah. the third verse, or fourth, is, uh, When I die, don't bury me, because then I must be free. Cremate my body with a grin. Throw my ashes to the wind, because I don't know where I'm bound. Can you imagine that as a child choir? That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That would be uh, It kind of reminds me of... On Bob Dylan's first album, when he was like super young, and he had like a song about like bury me. I can't remember <sighs> on that first album, but he, it was like so weird to hear this like really really young Dylan singing about like when I'm dead, you know. Mm-hmm. But when he was early on in his career, he was taking on those voices that he didn't quite earn. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He just it was just a sheer outpouring of the artistic expression, maybe before much reflection, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch the movie I'm Not There? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That version. The yeah. young him as the young black boy. Right. Right. Pretty. With yeah, Woody Guthrie's that. guitar. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. In, in the hospital with Woody Guthrie when he was dying. Mm. Oh God. Dylan was actually there. Yeah. He he found him in that snowstorm. He wasn't a little black boy when he did it, <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> track number seven is Starkville City Jail. Uh, are you familiar, Mike, with Starkville? Uh, again, I've heard of the song, but I don't. Yeah. I can't so, speak intelligently. So this about is a fun it. one. It's about the one time that Johnny Cash did get arrested. Okay. He never yeah. did a hard time, but he got arrested. Was in... then when he was high in those bushes eating that cake, or is that a different time? It might have been the same one, and he just didn't mention it in the song. Because in the song, he's like, you know, probably drunk and like walking down the road in the middle of the night picking uh, daisies or something, and they arrest him for vagrancy. That's what he got arrested for? Yeah. Wow. And, that, you know, he's like in jail overnight and then, you know, gets out the next day. And I think they, when they handed back the stuff that was in his pockets, it's like a guitar pick and a dandelion, you know. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. An interesting um, experience, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. And I had thought... Um, it sounds his, like Cat Stevens. I was going to say, he kind of had his Thoreau moment if, if it was that experience that you know led to oh, I like you that. Know, some, some good expression there. You mm-hmm. know. I dig that. What yeah. were you going to say, Jackson? Um, Casey Musgraves to cover this one. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with Casey Musgraves. Are you? Uh, I am, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not terribly, but certainly under, you know, know who the artist is and you yeah. know, 
a little bit. Yeah, she's yeah. good. She's good. She's like a rising uh, country star. She's sure. probably risen by now. But um, you know, the, she's kind of gonna be the next Dolly Parton because really? she can she can do funny and kind of snarky with this stuff. So it would be a good mm. good pick for this. Good one. good connection to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I Sounds like good. that. Yeah. Are there two versions of San Quentin? There, it's the same one, but it's about San Quentin, and they mm-hmm. made him sing it over again. And you will understand why when I read you what the lyrics are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear this. Yeah. All right. Let me bring this. Are up. you familiar with the actual song San Quentin? Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Just. I thought I knew my Johnny Cash, but these are some that I'm not so Yeah, I guess it's, it's hard to know every every single thing, or to know in depth about every single, even, like you say, you might know of the songs, but yeah. to actually speak to the, the meaning and the different things about it is, is you know, a little different. There's a lot of songs out there to learn. You know? <laughs> there are a lot of songs out there. Uh, if, it, so this is the first episode, I think it's going pretty well, but it's interesting because like, there's a lot of things that you have to think about like at once, right, like on you gotta yeah. you gotta know the song, but you also gotta like keep in, be thinking about like who could cover this. Right. Yeah, you got okay. the lyrics. Yeah. So and and he says before he gets into this, he's like, I was thinking about you guys yesterday, and I think I understand how you feel about some things. Um, it's none of my business. I don't care how you feel about some other things, and then it's none of my business how you feel about some other things. So he's trying to put himself in the place of like a San Quentin. Okay, sure. So, San Quentin, you've been living hell to me. You've guarded me since 1963. I've seen them come and go, and I've seen them die. And long ago, I stopped asking why. San Quentin, I hate every inch of you. You've cut me, and you've scarred me through and through. And I'll walk out a wiser, weaker man, Mr. Congressman, you can't understand. San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? Ooh. Yep. You bend my heart and mind, and you warp my soul. Your stone walls turn my blood a little cold. San Quentin, may you rot and burn in hell. May your walls fall and may I live to tell. May all the world forget you ever stood. May all the world regret you did no good. That's great because he's a guest there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who I think about is Tupac. When I oh, hear yeah. that, right? I mean, that's someone who has experienced this palpably, you know, of, of being imprisoned for, you know, I think a fairly significant mm-hmm. period of time and, and, and also coming from, you know, a very sort of disadvantaged socioeconomic background and you could see those mm-hmm. kinds of legitimate sentiments yeah. uh, flowing out from, from such a person. I'd so, be down yeah. with Tupac. And, and San Quentin is not too far, right, from from where he's from. And, and yeah, it's in California. Yeah, there, so yeah. it's in Northern California, so it's kind of down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's I, the thing, yeah. is the, the social critique and then like the fury sure. that is in there. Ab- absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was thinking like plastic Ono band, but I'm thinking I wonder if that's too political even for John Lennon, like uh, or a different kind of political where it's more targeted at a specific thing in a way that he wouldn't go. Yeah, yeah, it may, it may be that he's making a more general kind of uh, statement, you know, with the song, but certainly the the protest element I think looms large in those lyrics. I like Tupac. Yeah, yeah. 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 What do you think, James? Uh, uh, Tupac. Let's yeah, do cool. Um, Let's do one more, and then we can go to another song. Um, Wanted Man by Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking you have Dylan re-record it now with his really gravelly voice. You kind of take it, like, because mm-hmm. right, yeah. um, that was, like, I think that's really early Dylan, and you get, like, the gravelly Dylan mm-hmm. Right. Now. You could just imagine him, like, smoking a cigarette while he's playing the song, you know. <laughs> have you heard the song that he sings to John Lennon on Tempest? Mm-mm. It's a song about John mm-hmm. Lennon, and it's about how like all of his friends have died, and Dylan is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you think, Jackson? You have an idea for Wanted Man? Um, I had thought somebody like Hank the Third, or like Steve Earle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, some of the and again really gravelly country guys. 
LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> Too short. No. Um, not yeah. necessarily it really would, gravelly. It would lend itself to rap though, because it's like wanted man in California, wanted man in Syria. I think Hank the Third would be good. Yeah. Bocephus is Junior, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I so. think the Third would be good. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I like that. The, the, the connection seems pretty logical there. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's take a break and listen to another song. Okay. Cool. Okay, so we're going to listen to Safe Under the Tree. Um, This came to me from Idle Days Publishing. It says here that Safe Under the Tree is an alternative rock quartet based out of Morrison, Colorado. The band is led by male and female vocalists, guitarists, who balance their harmonic vocals and electric acoustic textures with a smooth driving bassist and powerful percussionist. Their unique sound can be described as a mix of Fleetwood Mac, Tom Petty, Jefferson Airplane and Foo Fighters. Wasn't expecting that last one. That's interesting. Mm, Um, So you can find them online, idledaysmusic.webs.com slash safeunderthetree, reverbnation.com, safeunderthetree. They're on Facebook. You can stream them, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Pandora. Uh, And thank you, Ben, uh, from Littleton, for sending this my way. Again, most of the bands that we're listening to tonight are from Colorado. In the future, we're going to span out. Uh, the next area I'm going to look at is St. Louis because I'm from that area and I know a lot of cool local bands there. Um, but uh, So this again is Safe Under the Tree and the song that we're going to listen to is called Wolf Bob. So here we go.
was safe under the tree with wolf bob i think they're killing it that that was <laughs> killing it you know you know what that kind of made me think of was that it was almost like a it's almost like the black crows with an awesome female voice added mm-hmm. on top of that you yeah know, that, that, I, I really dig their style and they the two voices between the the male and the female singers really uh you know balance each other out pretty well i thought i feel like there's another band that reminds me of but i can't quite put my finger on it what do you think jackson uh, the, the, the vocals were amazing in that yeah, yeah they're both really sure. talented Absolutely. man I, I i can't thank people enough for for trusting us with their music um yeah. uh, it was also by the way it was all not to cut you off but it was also a, no, a, uh, a, a really wasn't all that lengthy but a nice guitar solo yeah towards yeah. the end too i like that little mm-hmm. piece at the end of the song I kind of liked where it went toward the end too, like like seeing your father cry. Right, that right. took me by surprise. Sure. Um, I also think that it's kind of like spiritually in keeping with like the kind of music we're talking about today. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, I did not plan that. This is all. This is has all been blind. So that's great. Um, now we get to track number eleven. Uh, is this Shell Silverstein? This is Shell Silverstein. Yeah. Boy named Sue. Yep. Yeah, what do you yeah. think? Which everybody's heard that. Um, yeah, everybody knows Boy Named Sue. Yeah. Um, I've sang this a million times at karaoke, so really? I, you know, I can fool <laughs> myself as the cover yeah, artist good. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was <laughs> there one night when yeah, you Yeah, you probably out. have seen me do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike at karaoke, that's what we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if that works for you guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that this song would, would track now? Do you think that people would see this as a problematic song now? I guess I mean, the guy, well, but the dad, because the dad, like, is a deadbeat and leaves? Well, like, I don't know. Because, I mean, he Or that the notion that he was, that that there was some problem with him being called a a, a, a female name. Yeah, Yeah, I just don't know if, like, the gender politics of it would be weird now. Oh, I get what you mean. It might be a little different. I I think the the fundamental story and message of the song may, you know, may make it so it wouldn't be perceived too much differently. But, yeah, I I think that's an idea to grapple with. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who would do this song now. That's a good question. Kind of like a talk. But you could play up the gender stuff. 
Sure. Like if right. you, well, you could even like. Would it make sense to gender swap and just like have a, a woman sing this song, or would that would that lose it? Right. Yeah. Maybe some sort of uh, save Ferris, you know, uh, cover or something like that Imagine might be interesting. Uh, save it's a, Ferris. It's a '90s kind of ska, you know, rock rock band with a female, really good female singer. This would be good singer. ska. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's yeah. a ska band called the W's, but they're a Christian ska band. Okay. Yeah. Think they would do this song. Um, I used to be <laughs> so would, into, into Christian ska. Oh, did you? Show. Okay, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jackson? <laughs> I'm trying to process Christian ska. Oh, man. Um, I like that ska. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I, it's a shame that I don't know more uh, queer artists because you could totally do something like that with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I don't think Tegan and Sarah would cover this. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go with what, what's it, Save Ferris? Save Ferris. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now we have There'll Be Peace in the Valley by Dorsey. Yeah. I'm not and familiar the, with it. Oh, I mean, this is like a traditional hymn gospel thing. Got so it. Yeah, okay. He threw in a couple of gospel numbers, so. I love the later, when he does, like, the gospel albums, like, really later in his career. Like, I don't know if they're part of the America recordings or not. Yeah, he did one called My Mother's Hymn Book that was... That's a great one. That, that likes just stuff from the hymn the book that he mm. sang from growing up. Mm. And I found a copy of that hymn book at a... Um, my friend used to work at a church in like mm. East Tennessee, mm. and he gave me the stack of old hymnals, and one of them was that one. I'm gonna say Etta James or Odetta. Yeah, I think yeah. Again, like, kind of like what I mentioned before at the beginning of the podcast about Jackson Brown. I feel the same way about Etta James. Anytime you can bring her into the fold, I think that's a mm-hmm. something I would support. You know, um, Wanda Jackson. Right. Yeah. Similarly, I've yeah, seen her yeah, live. Sure. It was incredible. Was it good. Yeah. Oh my God, it was so yeah. good. Her mm-hmm. cover of Thunder on the Mountain with Jack White. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that video, if you haven't heard that song, you check know. it out. Yeah, yeah check it out. Mm, cool. um, so, like, Etta James? Yeah. Okay. It works for me. Um, Folsom Prison Blues. Mm. Uh, yeah. Folsom yeah. Prison. I think this we is, all, yeah. Yeah. That, that like, was, was that a song he specifically recorded for the when he went to Folsom Prison? No, he had, start, he had started playing that one way early. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so who do you think would cover that now? Or it doesn't have to be now. Mm. This might be a good one to pull out the Jason Isbell card. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. Jason Isbell, but mm-hmm. yeah, talk more about Wait, about yeah, who is that? Oh, he's the uh, lead for Drive-By Truckers. Got it. Yeah. After he went solo. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, that yeah. was before he was solo. Mm-hmm. Now he, now he's now he's becoming a very much more prominent solo artist. I actually saw him at Red Rocks last year. Really? He's one of my favorite like current... Um, you know, individual singer, songwriter, guitarist types. Mm-hmm. Great, That's awesome. Great sound. And he can, he can put some gravity to it. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, his. You should check even just from a sheer lyrical standpoint. You should check out his music because it's. You know, talk about the socially conscious themes that we introduce with Drive By Truckers and with some of these other performers. I mean, that's real. He's honing in on that big time, and I think he's. I think he's even uh, become a Grammy award-winning artist. It's for, interesting for the kind reason. of. Yeah kind of artists that like we we gravitate to to kind of carry the weight of some of those Johnny Cash right, songs. Sure. Um, anything else? Well I, I like what you had just then because I mean it is amazing. I mean granted where this is an album that was recorded in a maximum security prison. Right. But you know that yeah I mean you need somebody because you know we nixed um, Miley Cyrus, because right, like yeah, she she yeah. can't handle this stuff. Right, like exactly. this, you've got to have somebody with some gravitas. True, and and another thing, I I, I agree one hundred percent with um, with Jackson's point about Jason Isbell in that regard. But another thing that I'll say, from my knowledge of him, is that he in recent times he has really shifted the focus more from a inward looking 
um, discussion of kind of his own, some of his own struggles and alcohol and the other, some things sure. like that, to where now he's, again, more socially focused. And so that would be perfect with, like, a figure like, you know, covering a figure like Johnny Cash going into this situation where so many other people are involved in a difficult spot in the prison, right? Mm-hmm. So I love I, it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, next up, we have Ring of Fire, mm-hmm. June Carter, and yeah. Merle Kilgore. Everybody knows that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ring of Fire. I'm going to go Cat Power. Okay. Slow it down. <laughs> uh-huh. Really slow it down. Yeah. Have it like be really like the the kind of ethereal, um, l- very minimal. Um, I don't know. I think that could work. What do you think? Oh, that, I like that because I, I was kind of going along the same lines, but Sturgill Simpson. Mm-hmm. Oh heck yeah! yeah. yeah my my brother is really into him. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, a great artist great. as well. Yeah. Sure. But, but same same strategy, right? You make it weird and ethereal. But with that, you know, because he, he's good, because he's got that. He sounds like a '70s country person. He really does. Right. Yeah. And yet he does covers of Nirvana, things like. Does this. he? Oh yeah. I haven't yeah. heard him. I think uh, In Bloom is one I believe I've heard. Him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, I think he's covered some other stuff too that you wouldn't necessarily expect from someone of his he's genre really or his style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Suggestion. Let's yeah, go with. Yeah. Um, Keep it easy. <laughs> let's see. Next we have He Turned the Water into Wine. I'm assuming that's another like traditional it's a gospel. gospel. Yeah, song. so this one he did a whole um album called Gospel Road. It actually it was kind of a little movie. It's just like him and Jim Carter like dressed in Bible costumes. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not, but he's like running around actual Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, you know, recording in mm-hmm. places where different Bible things happen. And so this was one of the songs from that one. They ask me why I ride on a donkey's back. Nailed it. <laughs> Palm Sunday. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, you're good, you're good. Yeah, so who do you think would do a good version of that now? Okay, let's see. He turned the water into wine. What do you think, Mike? You know, this is not exactly my wheelhouse, <laughs> to be yeah. totally honest with you. Um but uh, are there any are there any contemporary acts that have, have gained some prominence that would be firmly considered within a gospel? Um, I'd be afraid that genre. like I want to keep Mumford and Sons out of this. Right. I'd be afraid that they like I can't stand Mumford and Sons. No, that, that it would be too too earnest, too earnest for them. Yeah, yeah. Lumineers. <laughs> yeah, I like the Lumineers a lot. I mean, you know, for their own sake. Is there are there any artists that are doing good spiritual music? I'm not sure. Because <laughs> then we have to verge over into Christian or something. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking yeah. of someone, I thought kind of what you meant is someone who's like transcended. Oh, okay. Now, I was thinking in a more, a bit more of a literal sense about the religious content. But I mean, I, I, we could go with, with where you're... I'm going to go Elvis Presley. It. Yeah. I, I'm, okay. He probably recorded a cover of the song. Right, that's a good point. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a contemporary of Johnny Cash. So, you know, that's more than... Uh, you know, appropriate to bring him into the fold, probably for for a few reasons. Yeah, I'd go Elvis. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Snoop could get in there. Yeah. Snoop Lion. Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually prefer Snoop Lion. Snoop, no, Snoop Lion's pretty cool. I love. Snoop Didn't Lion. he go back to just Snoop for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Snoop. Yeah, I think he he went. <laughs> Those nicknames always keep changing. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not nicknames, but artists in like names, twenty yeah. years he'll be like Snoop Bitcoin or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't like, know. Surely. Anything else? What do you think? I, I like uh, Elvis there. I mean, I would I would throw it to Jennifer Knapp. Do you remember her? Oh yeah. Because she, do you know the story with her? She was a Christian who went pop, or vice versa. Well, no, she Tell was me. Christian, and then she disappeared for ten years. Turns out she was in Australia the whole time, but she came back and came out really? as a lesbian, and then put oh, out wow. this album of 
songs about what it's like to have been a Christian recording artist and not been able to come out really? as lesbian and like what it was like right. to come out as My lesbian. dad used to yeah. really like her. My dad's really Christian. He, he sure. really liked her, and I don't think he would like her now. No, it was it was a it was a big deal. That was like 2010, I think. And she's come out with that first album was amazing mm-hmm. because it's totally got all that stuff in there. And then I think she's come out with one or two more since then. So it's like sort of the inverse of the path that uh, maybe a figure like Al Green took, where he was Ooh. a very prominent performer and then decided that he was going to go back into the ministry. Sure. You know. I so. haven't thought of Jennifer Knapp and. No, you gotta go. You gotta go listen to that. Um, I was like fourteen. Yeah. Letting go is the album. And it's the one after her, she was gone came, for ten years. Came back and came out. Yeah. She wow. went to the out back. Out back. To she went out back, back to out. Come, come back and back come out. out. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you all immediately knew her was going. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, so track sixteen is "Daddy Sang Bass." Carl Perkins. I mm-hmm. love this song. It's a great song. Does this yeah. translate now? Um, you know, I, I thought about that. I, I think there's a geographical component there. You know, this song makes sense to me, having you know grown up, you know in part in Virginia, you know, moved around, but, you know, a lot of roots there, and having lived, you know, in the Appalachian part of the state in recent sure. years, um, uh, it makes sense, you know, if, if you've been to places like, say, Floyd, Virginia, for instance, where there's just this little country store that has a bluegrass jamboree, you know, every Friday night, and there's no alcohol, and it's people from toddler's age to 90 years old that are sure. just out there flat-footing, and, you know, you see the family element, the, you know, um, traditional heritage element within that kind of uh, did the uh, mamas and the papas country music do and mountain music. Uh, I'm not sure they might have. Yeah, but sorry, it, it makes sense. I, but I think maybe what, where I'm going with that is that it would be it would make the most sense if the representative of covering the song was maybe some kind of band or performer from a part of the country where those traditions are particularly strong. Doesn't necessarily have to be, but that's just. Do something you know that any like Appalachian? Well, uh, I mean, if we could, you know, we could go, uh, there's plenty we could talk about historically at Bill Monroe and to start with, mm-hmm. you know, some of the most, uh, you know, central, you know, figures no, within do bluegrass. like a bluegrass cover of it. Right, yeah. Oh, that um, would work. Sure. You know, I mean, something like that could, could make sense. Um, there's, you know, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of different De- examples. Del- Delmore Curry? Yeah, 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 I think that would be a good yeah. one as well. I mean, heck, there's probably people that I've even just seen in a house party, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, in Southwest Virginia, that would that could fit the bill, you some, know. So yeah, <laughs> some some hipsters from Belmont, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we could. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. Jackson. Any any other anybody yeah, you would? I'm going with hipsters from Belmont. Okay, yeah, sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, I like that. Kind of kind of ironically, because you can't. It's it's too unless you were doing somebody like Bill Monroe or right. Del McCurry. I think maybe Del McCurry was who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of knew what you were saying. Del McCurry. Yeah, I was yeah, almost Del, there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, something like that where like they're old enough to actually not be smarmy about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. happened where we can't be smarmy like this anymore. Yeah, that's a know? good. That's a good point. But there, yeah. there's a, there's a real strong uh, family, you know, country mountain music tradition that's embedded in that, in that song. I think you mm-hmm. know both the theme of it and. You know the the the, well, pe- it, the the idea of all these different people coming together. I'm thinking Willie Nelson could come. Yeah. To, yeah. I'm thinking slow it down and give it to Neil Young. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. That would be. Yeah. This would be a different. Uh, you know. I showed, group, I'm I showed sure, my girlfriend uh, the the whip your hair back and forth yeah. with. Uh, whip Jimmy your Fink. hair back and <laughs> forth. Uh, 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 whip yeah. your hair. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Track 17 is The Old Account Was Settled Long Ago by L.R. Dalton. That sounds like, like another spiritual. Yeah, like, it's, it's a gospel, Jesus. but it's a it's a like driving gospel. Okay. Like driving kind of rock and roll gospel. Would thing. you go blues? Okay. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could totally do that. Let's, um, let's try to connect this maybe with one of the old Roots Blues performers, you know, from the Mississippi Delta or something like that. You know, okay. I mean, there was a lot of... For one thing, you got the musical element where we just made that connection, but even the religious element as well tended to be very prominent in, in that kind of music. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again, so, anybody you could choose from, but, you know, I don't know, Robert Johnson or uh, Lead Belly. Uh, sure. You know, figures like this. Uh, one of my favorites that's not really as well known as those guys today is uh, an artist named Big Bill Brunzi. Not familiar. Uh, and he was also just an, an amazing, you know, African-American traditional roots blues performer from the early... In the first half of the 20th century, and, and there were definitely various songs of his with uh, themes from the church as well. So maybe we could go Big Bill on this. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to okay. look that person up. Yeah, no, he's a great tonight. one to look I've got you know plenty of his, his songs on my computer. He's a great artist. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Jackson? I think that's good. I, I, you want to, I want to say John Lee Hooker because I just yeah. like him, but he is way too mean for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. John mm-hmm. Lee is great, but yeah, he's... he's yeah. Uh, I have a John Lee Hooker Jr. story. When Taz and I first started dating, we went and saw John Lee Hooker Jr. in in concert. It was like the Firebird in St. Louis. And there was hardly anyone there. And he told a story. He stopped the set and cold and told a story about how he and his band walked out of um, the um, music award show because they didn't win best blues album and it like made him seem like like kind of petty Mm. and then um i went up to him and i was like hey man i really enjoyed your music and his response was are you gonna buy an album or what i was like dude i was like i really like your music i really like your dad's music trying to connect here man and it was really but he was he's a great musician it was a great set i still like john lee hooker jr sure uh and it was one of the best um that was like um Taz and I, like within that same week, we saw Ziggy Marley sure. live, Another great and we artist. were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, it was in a Barnes and Noble, and everyone there, it was like a bunch of people who smelled like weed and a bunch of children, mm-hmm. because it was an album, he, he had just come out with a song where he took Bob Marley songs and made them for kids. Right, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so we had like this week where we were seeing all these like famous sons of musicians. Yeah. I heard Ziggy Marley on a local radio station when I was in Keystone last week and that was really cool you know I just kind of I'm usually when I drive out to visit my family friends there are usually listening to you know music off my phone most of the way but there's uh, there's this this local station I think it's 93.9 or something and I usually tune in at once I kind of get to past the Eisenhower tunnel and I'm mm-hmm. in that area you know of Keystone Breckenridge and I, and I just turn that on as a Ziggy Marley Jamming out on the on the local Colorado radio station. New music it, out? I don't know if it was new or what, you know, but like with a lot of it, it's like you first hear it and it's like, was well, this Bob? No, this is Ziggy. I mean, just Love following it. that tradition, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. Love it. Well, the yeah. last song is a melody, closing melody of Folsom Prison Blues, <clears throat> Walk the Line, Ring of Fire, The Rebel Johnny Yuma, and it's Cash Carter, Carter, mm-hmm. Kilgore, R. Markowitz, and mm-hmm. A. Fennedy? Yeah. And there was a drum solo from his his new drummer guy. So would you do time. medley? Would you do like We Are the World? Would you bring in a lot of musicians, <laughs> or how would you handle? Oh man, that? that's an interesting one. Well, because um, and and June sang Folsom Prison mm. at this point in the show, so that was fun. So, 
would you should we just ignore the me- melody? I think so because that well that Rebel John Yuma one's interesting. I keep meaning to figure out what that yeah. was because it was like a, a western sort of cowboy something. Yeah, um, you, that must I mean, be the Finity one. That's not yeah. That's not the song where where he's discussing the the case of the Native American who had served in the war and. Oh, uh, no, and, yeah, and that's back uh, and, Ballad of Ira Hayes. That, yeah, that's a good song. I like that. That is a yeah. good one. Yeah, okay. That, w- that was on the album Bitter Tears where Johnny Cash found out or thought he found out that he had some Native American heritage and right. like, got all into the American Indian movement. Sure, sure. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but that's a different different song. Okay. So maybe, uh, I think if I was doing a... Uh, since you, you already have the, like... Snoop Dogg and uh, and Alicia Keys and everyone mm. on this album. Maybe we wouldn't do a med- like you just for leave the medley alone. Leave, leave the medley element out of right. it. Yeah, you think yeah. so? Well, I think that's great. I think we I think we've covered it. I think uh, I would totally listen to that album. Uh, we're gonna listen to one more original song. But any last thoughts uh, before we listen to one more song? I think we certainly just created a eclectic mix. Of performers and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love like soundtracks to to, to movies and I love when um, compilations like span genres. Mm, sure. And so I would be all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, com- right. it combines people's you know separate interests and tastes and performers they like. And, and it kind of would show how far-reaching uh, Johnny Cash's you know yeah. aesthetic. Goes. Absolutely, that's a great point. I, like I'm obsessed with Bob Dylan, and I think of some of the um, compilations and like you know there, there's you know everything from country to blues to mm-hmm. hip hop that people have been inspired by his music. Sure. So I feel like Johnny Cash the same way. All right, uh, let's go to one more original song. Okay, so the last song we're going to listen to was uh, sent in by Joe A. He says, "Would love if you could use one of my cousin's songs." Um, so this is soundcloud.com slash Jody Newport slash Courtney Love. Um, so, uh, and it says produced by Mixie, M-I-I-K-X-Y. Again, this is Jody Newport with Courtney Love.
All right, again, that was Jody Newport with Courtney Love. That was not at all what I was expecting. No, totally different yeah. than the expectation. <laughs> yeah, I felt there was a little bit, seems like probably the weekend is an influence there. Sure. You know? uh, but it, it, again, an interesting kind of chill, chill step, yeah. uh, I guess you'd say, you know, as mm -hmm. well, you know. Yeah, again, like we're going into these not knowing what the genre is going to be. Right, right. I dig it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much to the musicians that um, sent in their music. Again, uh, you can send in your music. Um, the uh, um, email is hello and welcome to, and is A and D, two is the number two at gmail.com. Uh, this has been uh, DJ Kick It, and until next time, you go kick it. Thanks for listening.